0: Hey listeners, just wanted to let you know that uh, after recorded uh, today has been announced that Brisbane are all going to play on Friday night down at Rabina against the Newcastle Jets as both teams obviously had games suspended this weekend. So you won't hear us preview of that game because we didn't know it was going to happen. We had a suspicion it might, but so be it. So you won't hear anything of that. Enjoy. Hello listeners and welcome to the Rawcast. My name's James Price here talking to you from self-isolating Brisbane. That's right, we've gone self-isolating here at Brisbane Raw to protect ourselves from disease and to keep our opinions safe and secure for the foreseeable future. So we are on the phone hookup tonight and that has enabled us to bring back someone who's been in self-isolation quarantine for a hell of a long time to prepare for this moment. Mr Dave Stewart, how are you?
1: I'm great, mate. I'm great. It's it's nice to be out of the... uh... The uh, the Flemington Jailhouse. Yep. Thank you for um getting me out of that one earlier, guys. But, uh, the- yeah, self-isolation for, was it, about three months now? Yeah, I think so. It's been a little while since you've been on. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you for having me back on, guys. It's nice to be involved once more and get to ch- chat football on a Tuesday night.
0: Excellent. And it's lovely to hear you as well. And a man that needs no... Oh, it's lovely to hear you too, Bryson. <laughs> and a man that always respects podcast etiquette around here. Mr. Ben Clark, how are we?
2: Oh mate, yeah no, just uh, it's uh, it's it's been a week. It has been a week, and uh, yeah, we will get into
0: all of it. Uh, yeah, pr- mostly later on in the show. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like the game that happened on Friday night is a little bit of a it, that seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? Uh, yeah,
2: and and in the context of this show, as you know, the runtime will probably show as well. I don't. I think it's kind of a bit of an afterthought.
0: <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But you know, we have a rundown, and we'll stick to the general rundown of this episode. so This is episode twenty-three of the of the Rawcast. Robbie's Twitter algorithm. I'm calling this one, and it was on Friday night. Brisbane Raw won. Scotty McDonald has a goal again in the forty fifth second minute, scoring for a one nil win over the Central Coast Mariners. 4,121, I'm pretty sure that's our... It is definitely our lowest of A league home attendance at Suncorp Stadium. I think we've had lower, lower other home crowds when we've gone to other stadiums. So I don't think it's been any of those records, but certainly the lowest we've ever had at Suncorp Stadium.
1: Bookings... We did have that lower one at, uh, at Rabina when we played North Queensland. I think that was technically North Queensland.
0: Yeah, game. that was North Queensland's home game, that one. It wasn't ours. Uh, we obviously yeah. had those yeah. post yeah. floods yeah. ones. I think we've got no, that... About- yeah. No, no, we, we, we had
2: about... Uh, it was... Because the, the week before that, 1,003, which was technically North Queensland's home game, um, we had, I think it was 1,400 or so also at Rabina. Yeah, that, that, is our, that is our lowest. Um, yeah. Ascendance. yeah. That's what
0: I was thinking. It's one of the ones at Rabina. It's like, yeah, a couple of thousand turned up. Yeah. Our home games I think around the floods. Yeah. So, yes. And it was bookings to Aidan O'Neill in the 84th minute for a siding challenge. And then Tommy Aldridge decided, "Hey, I'll look at that challenge! I'm going to try that one too." So, of course, career, Screwer So, the 84th and 86th minute, respectively, for those
1: two, as well. I'll admit, I missed both of those because I was pretty asleep watching that game. It was pretty dire.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, and that
1: probably I might say nicely dull,
0: dull and robotic, maybe dull and robotic. No, 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 no. We can't have anyone using those termina- that terminology around here, Dave. Absolutely no, not.
1: But, but I thought that.
0: I thought that's what it was. I thought we all
1: agreed. <laughs> no, mate, didn't you hear? Mate, last week awesome, awesome football.
0: Awesome football, and that's the best football, and that's the only football we've been playing all season. Was the football we've been playing last week against Western Sydney Wanderers?
1: Ah, okay. Well, I've been, yeah. I've been told then. So, yeah, carry yeah, on. yeah,
0: carry on. No, it was. It was that. Uh, it is probably a nice way to round into. What did you think overall of the of the game, Dave? And uh, and how dull <laughs> and robotic did you find it? Apparently.
1: <laughs> um, well. Uh, the the game itself didn't reach any great heights. Let's admit that. Let's it didn't really kind of you know. If this is the first game that you think of. This I think this is the sort of game that people are in Europe. All their leagues of final have have ended. All of their um everyone's wanting their football fix. It's getting a bit antsy knowing there's nothing on locally. They've had the A League pop up on their stream, thinking oh brilliant. Let's watch an A League game. It's football. Let's get aboard on that. They turn it on. They see no one in the crowd <laughs> because everyone's on the other side of the stadium. And then they watch a game of football, which, I don't know, I mean, lower level FQPL maybe um, was the sort of pace that that one had the interest that it generated. So it, Brisbane, Brisbane for their part, did move the ball around nicely. they have been moving the ball around nicely, but they haven't really – at times, they don't really kind of like go that extra step where they move it around and then get themselves in a goal scoring position. They move it around, move it around. They're nice little triangles and looks great from, a, I suppose, a technical point of view. Um, probably ticks a few boxes for, for Robbie and, uh, and Tony Grant. But um, if you're watching the game, you think, okay, cool, they've got out of that spot nicely, but then there's nothing. It kind of just peters out and they start again. And then sometimes Central Coast will get the ball and they'll break away the other way a, a bit quicker because all they really do is have Matt Simon up front. And, I mean, Matt Simon and Tommy Aldridge looked like it was going to be a big sort of battle at the uh, when we played FFA Cup, but Tommy Aldridge all over that. I mean, Matt Simon didn't even play. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not, much, not the start anyway. It was, you <laughs> know, it was all over.
0: He didn't tell, even decide to
1: play. It told, it told the story that, you know, that's all they really have is just the breakaway. And they, they created a few opportunities doing that too, because the fullbacks push up a little bit. There's a bit of space to, to work in there, but for the most part, it was yeah, we, okay. That's that's
0: yeah, it. that's it. It was okay. It was sort of, you saw those flashes that we did see against Western Sydney Wanderers that we thought was, oh, that was a really good football we're looking to see. And, mm-hmm. the, but then really Central Coast Mariners, I think Central Coast Mariners defended better than Western Sydney Wanderers. Like they were, they were pretty dogged, you know, they were, you know, they pressured us a lot and that, made it a bit harder for us but then yeah so just we never got to any great heights but then we always looked pretty comfortable like yeah jamie young sort of made one or two good saves made team of the week again um but it never really felt like well that pushed and even like when it sort of the but it did feel like the game was slipping and i know you were here by then ben for like the second half where the game was sort of slipping but it just sort of felt like there was a disinterest in the crowd wasn't it like there's a real strange vibe around the stadium and the sort of central coast mariners were sort of doing their thing but not really getting anywhere and and we yeah, and, almost and, felt like we got lulled into it.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I I think the, you know, obviously there's going to be a lack of energy when there's only 4,000 people in the stadium. And, you know, obviously, you know, there's so much uncertainty about, you know, whether the next week was going ahead. And, you know, you know obviously, you know, whether the league was going to shut down, whether the city's going to shut down. I mean, we still don't know the answers to those questions entirely. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, it, it's one of those things. You, the energy just generally seemed to reflect on the match, um, and it's it's hard to blame the players or you know anything like that for that. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't make the spectacle, you know, any better. To you know, it didn't make it a, a spectacle to watch. Uh, you know, certainly not uh, certainly not champagne football. Um, and and look, you know. We'll obviously get into the goal. You know, hmm. obviously it took, you know, VAR to award us a goal. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it, you know, it, it, I think it was going to take that in this match because it really, like, it had all of the energy all the way through of a nil-all draw. And, um, you know, really neither side looked, you know, inter- interested enough to kind of, you know, develop things into you know proper goal scoring opportunities like there was very little sort of you know adventurous or creative play up front from either team and, i mean we expect that from the mariners but after last week i think we we all had higher expectations from this team um of ours and um yeah, i think we were all sorely disappointed
0: yeah it's sort of it just it, you're right it did just sort of go around and and it was it was an interesting var call to get us the goal dave and because uh, McDonald was certainly probably offside for the first movement, but then obviously it was played to Inman, O'Neill, Radovich, Inman, Inman, yep. uh, Inman, and uh, he was onside and then he played it across to McDonald, who was then onside of the next phase of play. So it was a, a pretty, that was a nice sort of work goal in many ways, Dave. Yeah, well, it, it, was, it was. It
1: was it was well-timed in terms of the movement and Inman was on man, so that was good. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> got it. Um, So... No, when you look at the replays, you look at where, kind of where the calls had to be made. Obviously, there was the ball to Inman in the first place, and he was just on. And then the ball to McDonald, he was just on. You couldn't have timed the runs any, any more perfect in terms of uh, release and and the run from the from the attacking player. Um, do I think you, Ben mentioned you? you mentioned that um, yeah, it was a goal given by VAR, which you know. True, because it was a goal given by VAR. Because it was initially the question ruled out. Yes, yeah,
0: so it was technically ruled out, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, it was ruled out originally, but my question, and this is where I suppose we never know, because when VAR comes in, we know the linesman's going to have a second approach to how they view things. I honestly think the linesman put his flag up on the as a safety, thinking, you know, if it's offside, we'll save ourselves. If I don't put my flag up, then it'll look like a numpty in case it is offside. It was close enough that, you know, okay, I understand why he put it up, but I think before VAR... Um, he plays the advantage to the attacker as he's meant to And that doesn't go to to, to that point That's right. um, It should be noted that When I'm just looking at the, the highlights package um, After McDonald's goal The entire second half is summarised In 18 seconds on the highlights package on YouTube um, yeah, that, so yeah that about, that's how good the second half was. That's about sums it up. In the second
0: half, you're right. Like, there wasn't a lot in there. It was sort of some pretty half – some sort of half chances. There was, like, one nice bit of play where we sort of had a nice triangle once again, you know, um, down the right-hand side, which I think ended in a Muradovich right shot that uh, he sort of put high and wide. So, yeah, it was – like, the second half just sort of dragged on. Everyone lost sort of interest. Like, the Den really wasn't singing much, Um and you're right, like everyone's just sort of sitting there thinking, you know, what's happening with this league? Are we, Is there going to be all games this week? Should we even be here tonight? Like clearly 4,000 people, there's a lot of people decided, no, we don't need to go to football tonight. And so everyone was there. It was just, it was just strange vibe all around it. and it just, the game just sort of really reflected it in that it was just, it was, it was just a sort of tense, weird battle and... Look, I think Central Coast came to disrupt this. They did, they generally did that. You know, we didn't create too many chances. We, we got lucky with our one, you know, the VAR, because it was called offside. So, uh, you know, it was lucky that we do have VAR to call it back on. I'm not sh- You know, he might have been calling it originally because of the first offside. Um, you know, he might have been seeing that play, and that's why he put his flag up. And, uh, yeah, so it's, um, you know, but we, we sort of really... And that's a fair, that's a fair hmm. Yeah, so we really dominated that middle third of the game, but... Certainly when you watch back the highlights package, Central Coast had a lot of good chances early. Jamie Young saves our bacon. With one, there was one good save there. The other one was pretty straightforward adding. And you know, and then we sort of, if Central Coast were any better, the way we sort of let them back into the game in the second half, uh, a better team would at least have got an equaliser if not gone on the beatness. So uh, it wasn't a great performance, but then it's a good sign to be not playing well and then you know coming away for three points. No, I mean,
1: against Central Coast... Yeah, but well, that's it? it. I mean, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> we we could have played Melbourne Victory. We could have played Melbourne Victory. as second last, and then they would have put up more of a fight. I don't think that's really a, an indicative point. I think most people, if you don't beat Central Coast, you, you've had a pretty shocking sort of day of it, um, especially in the last eight games now.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um,
1: so yeah, they
0: haven't won. won. I mean, yeah. there's a reason they're bottom of the ladder and staring down a wooden spoon again. So, and hey, look, I mean, we've gotten all three. We've beaten them three times this season. I think you would definitely say that all three games have not been classics um, of super excitement. So, you
1: know. Let's put, it, let's put it this way. There's a bigger gap from them to six than there is from first to second. <laughs> there's a 14-point gap to finals and only a 10-point gap for City to make up to Sydney. So... Yeah, Sydney's. I reckon Sydney's
0: <laughs> I think um, Sydney have a couple of games. Just of play games in hand, Dave, that might uh, play into that.
1: Yeah, if have to play... But they'll have. We'll get onto this later, but they'll have to play them all in a row, like really soon Africa. So that's gonna that's gonna make it harder. For yeah, well, that's true. It might. And then when ACL kicks in and they have to perform there because the ACL doesn't give a shit about you know consecutive games in a few days, they're gonna be fucked. They'll have.
0: And I entirely on board. Uh, with well, that. well, it may be. I mean, it's just like we do not know if Liverpool are going to win the league in, in England. You know, it's uh, it is not technically done yet. I think it's up. No, no, no. It is. There is technicalities where Liverpool don't win the league. They have an Everton. They have a Merseyside derby, and their next game is meant to be. You know, they wouldn't have won that for sure. Yeah, I think it's unlikely they'll award. The exactly, play. they're definitely done. I no, exactly. Know. You know, you don't turn up to the lotto and say, "Well, I nearly got all the numbers. Do I get my, the pro, top prize money?" No, you need to get all the numbers on your lottery ticket. That's
1: right. You don't go. You don't go to the lottery and say, "Look, I had all the numbers, but this one was six six off of that number. Can I have top prize?" Exactly. Please? Doesn't, doesn't work like that. that. Um, anything else? I mean, the, the half the stadium closed thing. Uh,
0: what do you reckon? Cost-cutting, uh, infection control uh, mechanisms, a bit of both. Um, for those that don't know, so obviously the whole of the camera, the side of the camera looks at, which is the western stand was, western? Eastern. Western stand was closed. No, eastern stand. Eastern stand was eastern, uh, eastern, eastern, eastern stand was closed. The whole southern end was closed. Uh, and it sort of just got around into the northern end. And so you had about one-third to half a stadium open. Um, weirdly, actually, the middle deck of the eastern stand for the stadium members was open. That was a bit of a weird one. That was a bit of an outlier. Um, there was all of about 40 people up there, so not really talking a lot of people.
1: That's one, 1% of the 1% crowd, of the crowd mate.
0: That's true. That's true. It was 1% of the crowd up there, yeah. Yeah.
2: I was just going to say, you know, uh, obviously if infection control was the... Uh, was the point rather than cost cutting? Uh, you you would have preferred to have people spread out as much as possible. So I can't really see that that as a reason for it. I think it was clearly a bit of both because they clearly knew in advance that people weren't going to show up. So I think it was partly cost cutting and uh, and and partly just uh, yeah trying to you know. Basically, trying to minimise their losses as much as possible because uh, the game was scheduled, the game was uh, played. They, you know, um, obviously the crowd was open for it, um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think all of these sort of things
1: like oh, we're putting people into
2: a smaller space to reduce risk.
1: Yeah, no, that's not that's not what happened. <laughs> no, that- keep in mind as well, the following day had two Super Rugby games on back to back as well, so. I think um, it might have been partially SunCorp as well, wanting that from a, like you said, a, a cleaning perspective, yeah. um, just to make sure that all, you know, they don't have as much. They've limited time to do the whole thing, so to do the whole stadium would have been, especially with probably the extra measure they had to take, yeah. probably would have been a, an extra step too far for what they would expect. Especially since the first game, you know, double header, you would have had the first game a bit earlier. Yeah, um, they wouldn't have had a twenty-four hour cleaning cleaning cycle. So, I can. Definitely see that maybe have come from Suncorp Stadium as well from a logistical point yep. of view, um, but I, I, I probably suggest that they've they probably put it to Brisbane or say, "Hey, look, we'll give you twenty bucks off your rental if you <laughs> do this."
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it is a combination of the two. So just to, um, yeah, because the gates open at three pm for the Super Rugby double header the next day. You know, you're thinking they can't really start cleaning till about nine pm. Um, you know, and obviously they're not going to be cleaning. You know, one a.m. You know, two, three a.m. in the morning. Um, so yeah, limit the area we have to actually disinfect. Keep it clean. Look, the Super Rugby didn't do much for a crowd. Leg probably all could have been sitting on the other side, and not, they wouldn't have to clean anything. Um, they only had seven thousand two hundred turn up for a double header. So um, you know, it's sh- it, and that probably puts our crowd a bit into perspective as well around what's going on. A Super Rugby double header that had the Crusaders playing and the Queen, you know, was and the Reds. Um, that's not a lot of people, um, even with with the state that the Super Rugby's in. So. Yeah, it was just an interesting one. It just left an overall weird vibe. And yeah, in the end, Jamie Young makes a good save. Uh, We lock out the opposition. They don't have any chances. We score a goal. It isn't too bad. We save by VAR. I don't know. Sounds a little bit familiar, doesn't it? Almost a bit robotic. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly sounds dull. (laughs) It certainly sounds dull. That's it. It will not be one for the record. Any more you want to talk about that game, boys? Uh, No. No, I don't think so either. I think, I think yeah, on that that's it. Uh, that does leave us currently on the table. has played 21-1-9, a drawn five, lost seven. 24 goals, 24 goals either side, a four and against. So we're finally at a, a zero out goal difference, which is nice. Uh, I think we're even above the Central Coast Mariners now in time-winning percentage this season, which is lovely to be in finally. So, yeah, incredible, True. really. Uh, 32 points on the board, and we're up to fourth. Fourth. Can you believe it? Fourth. Wow. Not really.
1: Yeah. I mean, the rest of these is not that crush out. So, yeah, I can play. Yeah, you. well, exactly. Most of the other
0: te- even the other teams around us are not that good. I think the three teams are.
1: I think the teams above us are definitely the teams that should be above us. And the teams below us are about the yeah. same. Perth are
0: better than us, um, who are exactly. in And they've got a game in hand. So, when they came the in hand, they've jumped back above us. Um, and normally, this is the part where we're going to preview what our next game is. However, dun dun dun. We have no idea who it is, if we're being brutally honest. So at the moment, obviously, our game against Melbourne Victory has been cancelled. So this is going to roll in nicely to talking about the effects of COVID-19 on football around the country and around the state. And know.
1: Next, we know our next game. Our next, It's Sydney FC at home on the 28th of that March. That is
0: our currently scheduled next game, yes. I, I agree. I have a feeling we'll be playing one in between then and now. Just a suspicion. So it was meant...
1: It It is is possible, yes. But we can only report what the
0: facts are, (laughs) mate. Yes, all right. So, yes, we are due to play Sydney FC at home next on a Sunday, the 28th of March. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were due to play Melbourne Victory away on Sunday afternoon this weekend, but they're currently in a 14-day isolation period after coming home from New Zealand, and the rules were changed on them just literally before they kicked off and they couldn't get a flight back soon enough, which is all very fun. And so that also means the Knicks are also in self-isolation having flown to Sydney, and their game against Newcastle is off on the weekend. I say we should be playing Newcastle this weekend because we are due to play each other later in the season. If and if no one can, I mean, yeah, you go there.
1: We could also play. We could also play Adelaide <laughs> since they've got the bye this week.
0: That's true. Yeah, that was the other one that was around. So I don't know if Newcastle and Adelaide are due to play each other still this season as well. So taking you know. that now, and they don't
1: know. No. Uh, they literally they just played this weekend. So
0: <laughs> no, they don't play. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Actually, yeah, you are right. You are correct. So um, I don't know. I mean, do you hold out any hopes that even? Like you would maybe get to an Anzac day and potentially have a crowd back? For I don't think so, but maybe. Sorry, This, this is this is going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So I guess probably I should I should go. Actually, I should uh, start this, uh, with this here. So all games for the rest of the A-League season are due to be played behind closed doors at this stage. We have already talked about the Wellington Phoenix and Melbourne Victory are stuck in isol- uh, self-isolation uh, for 14 days since returning. From the country, So the Knicks, uh, the victory came back on Monday and I think the Knicks flew in flying to tomorrow or they come in tonight, one of the two. Um, so the Knicks are going to stay in Australia. Their whole full squad has travelled over. They have confirmed. There was some suspicions that maybe some, I think Luke DeBeer's wife has just had a baby so wasn't maybe so keen on flying. And uh, DeBilla uh, just had a son, I think born in Mexico, but obviously isn't going to fly back to there. And really, the theory seems to be try and squeeze all the games in, basically get the game, the season finished, and uh, just get it over and done with, and, and essentially keep the paymasters happy that uh, they they complied with their with their um their requirements of the uh, of the, um of the, all the broadcasters and sponsors. So, I guess um, yeah. where what, when that sort of happened, this will happen on Monday, what, what were your thoughts about that, um, Dave?
1: Well. Well, I'll just lead off by saying that I did enjoy one comment from a Melbourne Victory fan during the game against Wellington, um, asking that you know maybe they just leave Donnachie lad behind in Wellington so he doesn't have to worry about doing the quarantine. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, it's a bit shit on Victory. Hmm. They they've been done over them. I, I feel for them, but yeah, they Whatever. it's. It's just, a, it's unfortunate timing for them just because of how everything landed. But realistically, I mean, you're going to wonder, I know they're doing it to try and fit everything in for, um, like you said, the paymaster we Keep keep the paymaster happy when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the actual season being completed and televising games. And, you know, Fox will be super excited about that because if everyone's in isolation, they'll be desperately clawing their way for any sort of football fix. Um locally and internationally, like I said beforehand, they'll be desperate for that stuff. So you can imagine the, what, maybe 25, 30-odd games, whatever it is left, will probably get fairly good numbers globally. Um, you know, give, give um, Andy Half Harper that exposure that he desperately wants in uh, in other countries. So um, as we all know, he, he loves to spotlight. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, you yeah, know, it makes you wonder why they don't just put a pin in it and say, look, we, we're not going to do it, you know. There's going to be leagues all around the world, or at least, yeah, you give it two weeks, see how things go. If any sort of changes happen from a uh, a governmental point of view, maybe, maybe you reassess them. Um, the two weeks, at least we keep everything on a level playing field from a, a Wellington and victory perspective as well if they have to be in quarantine for two weeks, it kind of tilted against them just from a competitive level. Keeping
2: in mind as well um, that uh,
1: when the Chinese
2: women's team came here and had to be put in the isolation, they were not permitted to train during that period. And I'm presuming that that's going to be similar for victory.
0: Um, and Wellington. So Wellington, I think we're looking, they have gotten approval to still train while in isolation. Um, that was one of the things they, they got confirmed before they flew out to Australia. Uh, right. Because otherwise they'll basically like, well, if we can't train, then like we'll just pretty much pull the pin and be like, well, screw you guys. Yeah. So I think victory. Would have uh, the same the, I think think yeah. Can,
1: yeah. I think I think that primarily comes down. And I know the Chinese women's <laughs> team would probably be with regards to this, but I think that primarily comes down to Wellington probably being housed in the same location. So if they get a location that can be isolated, but gives them access to a training pitch, um, it still remains in isolation. Mm. Whereas the victory will probably go home. They'll probably go to their houses, jump on FIFA, you know, look after their kids or whatever the case yeah. is. And they do their home stuff for two weeks where that, you know, they're not especially when they're at a, in their home city, they're not going to go into isolation with their teammates for that no. time. It's, it doesn't make sense. So the Wellington players have come across here knowing that they'll go into that isolation. Um, for Mer- all word was that they were given the choice to come or not, and they've all decided to come. So they would have gone knowing what they were going into i think the chinese women's team were probably caught at that point where they got isolated and there wasn't a consideration to where they were going to be isolated so they got stuck in a hotel in brisbane and that was it and it's isolated we can't let you train here because you know you can't leave this building so i think they just kind of got caught in a shit situation where and they didn't have the opportunity to pre-plan that because it was right at the start of where isolating people for 14 days was kind of becoming the norm so Mm, yeah yeah, I think, it, it's like I said, it's a bit shit for victory because they really just got caught up in this whole process and are, realistically they're not going to contend for finals anytime soon. Wellington, though, are going to have an impact on that. Um, yeah, It'll be interesting to see how, all, how all the cars fall there.
0: Yeah, it really does. I mean, it really does suck for the for the Knicks, as well, and especially their fans as well because, well, I mean, it sucks. this sucks for all fans naturally, but the Knicks fans, they were playing really good football. They're in line to probably at least get a home final, which they haven't had for quite a while. I don't think they had one last season. I think they played away from home in their final from memory. I think they finished fifth or sixth. So, you know, that, that was a obviously, a, you know, there was a really good chance they'd get a home final this year. They are playing good football and they got a really good crowd on the weekend. So things have really been up for the Knicks. And and you've seen that in the media talk as well, how it's really gone back to that, well, what are the Central Coast Mariners bringing to the league, not what are the Knicks bringing to the league and who should be kicked out and whatnot. But, yeah, it's so... But I think, obviously, they have a real plan here, the FFA and, and the A-League sort of Chiefs. Um, but I just all feel that this is only, as Ben said, it's only going to get worse. And you know what? This whole plan goes out the window as soon as someone, as soon as a single player or official gets uh, contracts the virus in a confirmed fate. And then you know what? Their plans basically done because they'll have to shut down for pretty much compulsory yeah. two weeks.
1: They're yeah, they're just trying to rush it. and yeah. yeah, as much as they can, um, try and you know say we've done what we possibly can. Yeah. So FFA has, so Fox has no kind of recourse in saying you haven't tried. And I think
0: that's, kind of yeah. And I think perfect. that's anyway, wait anyway, and you give you time for probably the government to pretty much go and put rules, almost rules in, in place that make it impossible for you to play. So that's yeah. right.
2: And it, cause, to, Cause to me, like my, my perspective on it is, is it's very much, you know, Fox just so desperate for content. Cause I mean, they're going to be losing, you know, KO subscribers, Fox subscribers out the absolute wazoo. Um, those that are still left um because there's just going to be no sport content like there's going to be none you know leagues worldwide like the nba shut down you know every worldwide sporting event is basically either shut down or happening behind closed doors and you know i think it's got a bit of a tinge of the hey you know dance for us monkeys you know we're paying you this money you know um you know, we've got you by the balls, you know, go and play these games behind closed doors and put yourselves at risk. You know, and and, you know, to me I think it's, you know, it's absolutely not what should be, you know, what the best practice is in this circumstance. Like there's no way they should be going and playing those games. But, you know, like the the NBL's done the right thing today and called off the rest of their final series. Like mm. you know, that's that's big stuff for the NBL and they've they've called off mid finals. You know, so you know, I, I really think that, you know, the responsible thing to do would be to shut it down, and to you know, not be playing behind closed doors, just to be not playing, um, and basically put it on hiatus. You know, you've you've the the good thing about the A League, like the one of the benefits that we have is we have basically a six month off season. Like, you know, we we can realistically delay things you know that you can have you can basically have the off-season break now you know and then you can just if if the coronavirus situation improves you can just basically start it again when it's safe to do so you know rather than this kind of you know wishy-washy sort of you know dance for us
1: monkeys situation that we've got now
0: yeah it's it's
1: probably that's probably not a bad way to test the um Mixing the A League and NPL seasons as well, because you'll have both running side by side. Then you could see from a snapshot how A League in a winter sort of season yeah. would look, and 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 see how it see how attendances measure
2: up and all of that with um mm-hmm. you know with uh, the NRL and the AFL, basically because you you know presumably if you know leagues around Australia are you know off for let's say two three months, you know everything is going to kick back in. Pretty much at once, if it's all allowed, if it's safe to do so in that time period, and uh, yeah, you can kind of get a bit of a snapshot, and some hashtag metrics about how it all you know compares, and you know whether people are interested in in you know attending the A League, you know basically mid AFL and NRL seasons as well. So yeah, I, I, I like, but you know, just for public safety and for the safety of the players and the and the staff, you know, I, I just think it's hugely irresponsible to be, you know continuing the season at all. Like, I I really think that it should just be nixed for now and, you know, basically reassess when the situation is, you know, clearer and when it's, you know, legitimately set to open stadiums, have gatherings of 500 or more people, like, you know, make the decision then. Don't, you know, there should be no games going on behind closed doors or not.
0: Yeah. I think, like, to me, like, reading the tea leaves a bit, that the... The fear and the thought is, is that this is going to get worse before it's going to get better, yeah. uh, and, and we've seen that today from the announcements of pretty much anything beneath, uh, everything beneath the um, uh, A League is off until uh, April. I haven't written down April 16 off the top of my head. April 14, yeah. uh, the AFL, yeah, yeah, about a month. The AFL called off everything below its level until May. Uh, you know, Super Rugby is already cancelled. I think rugby at the same level is already been called off. You know, Cool sport has been mm-hmm. called off. So, sport is not the most important thing to happen right now. And yeah, it does seem like they're. It does seem like they're really trying to. It seems like there's about a three percent chance that this plan might will actually work. And I just, yeah, just sort of wonder what assurances have actually given the Phoenix to even convince them to come over, when.
1: You say that um, sport's not the most important thing. You should have seen some of the responses in my group chat with my over-35s team. <laughs> it, was, it was the most important thing that happened right there. Yeah, well, that's true. And uh, again,
0: you were cancelled about two hours before kickoff, so that's, uh, you know, that's maybe a little bit different.
1: I was quite upset at that because it stopped me from going to the football, the, the raw game mm-hmm. instead. So I was like, bloody Carindale, instead of bloody yeah. the city. Bloody, 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 yeah.
0: bloody. yeah. No, I to be honest, that I, I do actually understand is uh, why you're yeah, well, you'd be upset that one, but I think it's it's just the way things are going, and I think schools are probably the next domino as well. So, and once that is really, you know, schools sort of shut, to, you know, stopped, and we're hitting school holidays soon, then Australia will basically be shut down for a month at least. So,
1: well, yeah, because a lot of people will be uh, having to stop not go to work because of looking after all the kids that are not at school. So, um, I know that. Uh, this is a leaf out of you know my work life is that um they've they've looked at you know me working from home and I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands of other Australians around the country that have had the same sort of discussions with their employers as well about well, can I do my job at home mm. um, at the same time you know it, it's um you know little things like playing a foot not playing a football game for a month or two um, is. Might might be only a small portion, and you you know some people might think, "What will it do if I have just you know thirty people playing?" Well, it'll—it's not that thirty people playing at that point. It's what happens after and where those people go, and if one person has it and pass on to the thirty people, and then those thirty people see another ten people, and so on and so forth. That's how it—that's how it spreads and gets. That's how you see that bloody curve just shoot up instead of going flat. So, although it might only be little bits and pieces, uh, and schools will be that—that final domino which will. I believe is going to get kept open until until they need to from a from a um, uh, you know trying to keep workplace and the economy I suppose going as much as they possibly yeah. can. Um, it'll uh, every little bit kind of helps in that regard. So
0: yeah.
1: and I speak as as um, as the husband of someone that works at a hospital, so <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard the, uh, the the kind of concerns of people that work in hospitals. Say what's what's coming there. They're not looking forward to it. It's already getting busy now, but it's not going to get any better anytime soon.
0: No, that's it. Um, I guess the probably, yeah, I don't know how much, well, probably the one other game that is going to happen, which I might just tie into this um, before we have a little break, uh, is just the W League is also going to go ahead this weekend. So um, obviously it was uh, Sydney won 1-0 over victory on the weekend, and Melbourne City won 5-1 over Western Sydney Wanderers and an absolute dumping. Uh, sort of results. So, but then that's going to end up in the grand final behind closed doors next Sunday. That's a that's the sort of one where you are close to grand final. stage. So you can probably understand that one. The yeah, A-League one less. so. Although, as Ben just mm-hmm. pointed out, the NBL did stop their season um, halfway through their final series of five games. So that one is going to go ahead, Barton. They still have two Yeah, so... <laughs> like I can, I can understand go. that one because,
2: you know, it only involves one game and... You know, you can, you can basically do what you want with it. You can minimise risk to some extent. Because if you do that one game, then everyone can go and you know do that. But you know the, you know when when it comes to multiple, you know as we said, you know what twenty seven games left, you know just you know all of those players getting together, the travel involved, etc. You know you just really got to wonder how necessary that is, you know, rather than just pressing pause and then you know pressing pause when we have a bit more clarity. So yeah, like I I definitely get the rationale for that. You know, at least it's going to give us a spectacle to watch this weekend, I guess. Um, But, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah.
1: What are your guys' thoughts? So, just really quickly on the um, on the number of games left in the A League, what are your guys' thoughts on the the proposal that they get all the teams in the one spot and play all the games at the one place? Because from a transportation point of view, let's say Perth, for example, it saves them having to be on planes. Back and forth from the eastern seaboard to the western seaboard on the on the regular, same sort of thing with Adelaide and Brisbane, and, and even the Melbourne teams as well. Um, and you could do five games back to back and make it would be all like, oh, look at all the football we got, and they can hit all their numbers countrywide, worldwide. They you'd basically make a big thing of it, at least for one round of football when everyone's back on track. What would you think of something like that?
0: I think that, that's sort of – it goes against the whole – I mean, it, it, may, it may be required, to be honest, because there's talk that WA might even basically enforce its own um, border restrictions uh, as well. Although, from from what I'm
1: – It's the start of in, the his
0: WA exit, get around it. Um, get, your, get your stock shares aligned with that. No, no, no. Um, no, 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 no. Exit. It's,
2: it, no, it's wax it.
0: Wax it. wax it. Wax it. Sorry. Yes, it is weird. <laughs> because,
2: because that's a much better actual... They get a lot of Brazilians over
0: there. That's <laughs> uh, all those Englishmen, you know, they, they love a good wax when they come down under. It's... Uh... That's what I mean. There's a lot, there's
1: a lot of Brazilians <laughs> over there for wax it. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there's talk that they may... I mean, obviously, Perth Glory aren't too happy about. But then when you come to playing in empty stadiums, how much is a home ground advantage really worth? I, I, I like... I. The idea has merit if you're trying to get it done, and if it's you can get in a safe enough area. But then, you, then you probably increase the risk that if one player gets it, that you'll have a lot of players get it very quickly. So, right. yeah, it, it's it's a it's a risk reward um, setup. Uh, and look, so Maybe the yeah, I look, yeah, um, I will say I think the planes are pretty empty at the moment. No one's flying anywhere, so maybe that's not so much an issue anymore. <laughs> maybe
1: um, what. But- Qantas and Jetstar just like cut ninety percent of their flights, so availability might still be an yeah issue.
0: yeah. Well, they could probably um get a high they could probably get a higher jet pretty cheaply um at the moment. Qantas might be pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, look, we heard you relocating some aircraft anyway. Can we just turn one of them into a charter flight? Yeah. So, yeah, it's um yeah that, that's a high risk for high reward that methodology. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there any point? Like, there's no point playing at Suncorp Stadium in front of an empty crowd, costing an absolute fortune to hire. It's one thing. It was one other thing I had on my sort of news rundown was the costs of hiring our major stadiums here in Brisbane is quite high. If no one's going to turn up, so if you can play at lesser venues, decrease the cost of hosting those games as well. And if Fox can keep the same setup in the same place, yeah, I mean it does have some merit, to be honest. Um,
2: and that's that's look. Th- th- this is one of the I, few times that I would say, hey, just play all the fucking games in Sydney if you're going to do mm. that. Like just Sydney, have it all been in Sydney, cheaper stadium rental, um, and you know basically just play everything, whether at Parramatta or at uh, you know, wherever wherever's actually open at the moment. Probably Parramatta. You'd have to do it.
0: Um, Parramatta and cheeky, you okay. can use Campbelltown or Homebush, but that's no no cheeky. no Campbelltown mate. That's where they um where we put a lot of those Olympic qualifiers.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I'm I'm more thinking uh, accessibility for change rooms because who cares about the crowd, but. You need to have enough change rooms to be able to cater for potentially 11, 10 or 11 teams, and you don't want that crossover too much. You might have two teams or three teams crossover over um, from the start of the day to the end of the day, and you'd probably disinfect those change rooms pretty quickly before the next team comes in. But Yeah, that's true. That, that's probably the main thing you'd want. You'd want to have one team, uh, you know, enough change rooms for almost all the teams. To accommodate that, because it doesn't matter about... I mean, I said... Home was too big. They're probably big enough to cover that. Ticket maybe, scenario.
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, no place has eleven change rooms. Let's be real. You might have maybe six and a big one. Um, the, probably the, you'd at least have four, and you could then that gives you a chance to while one game's going on, you're cleaning the other one for the next teams to come in, sort of thing.
2: Yeah. That, look, the the, the the more modern you need stadiums, the more modern stadiums are going to be at an advantage there. But look, I I I just can't see how any such scenario would actually work in practice. Like, I really can't see any of it happening. I think it's probably all a bit pie in the sky. I think it was very much, you know, a uh, a little bit of a desperation thing, um, you know, basically saying that they'd be behind closed doors. I really just – I like, honestly, the way that this is escalating day by day, I really can't see the rest of the season kind of, you know, either being played at all um, – or potentially, um, you know, like, it's a closed league. It's not like promotion relegation in the, you know, in the English leagues or, you know, foreign leagues. You know, you can just shut up shop now, just kind of call it as it is. And, you know, nobody's really going to have too many arguments. You, you, You have your ACL qualification based on league places, and um you know I, I i can't see anybody really arguing with that cuz you know we're not the only ones in that situation like you know obviously the the rest of the asian leagues are you know in the same boat i, I can't see any you know um like i can't see the chinese like starting up anytime soon like you know everybody's going to be in the same boat with qualification i just see i i just can't see the benefits to you know, not just calling it off. Like, you know, you, you've really just got to think about, you know, public health and player, you know, player and staff health. And I just don't think it's worth it.
0: Yeah, it's actually, it's an interesting idea that um, was raised. Um, Max Rustin on the on the Guardian Football podcast said, like, it's, he, he almost feels like more like you need to actually finish this season. Like, not now, but even actually, if you're going to be detrimental to a season. Maybe actually like to be detrimental to like next season and cut it shorter a bit, like and so run out these games even if it's sort of you know in three four months time, run out these games so that this season gets finished off in the and then the next season is the one that you actually sort of cut short or yeah. you like, know like you, you, you know we only play every team twice you know sort of thing or yeah. even less you know like, like, it's like, that sort of idea.
2: Like I see the mer- I see the merit to doing that in leagues with promotion and relegation where there's hmm. no consequences for you know, promotion, relegation, that yeah. kind of thing, you know, I think that we should just call it, you know, just call it, you know, basically, you know, you can say that, you know, you can cut this short and say that Sydney are the premiers because I think, you know, there's little doubt that they would have been anyway. Like, yeah, but, you know, it's not like they get a fucking trophy for it. You can just use you, you this. They get the fruit platter. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, yeah, but
2: like... But I don't think you would award you know, the sort of things that you normally would hear. I think you just say, hey, for ACL qualification purposes, here's the, you know, here's the
1: order. Hey, Pricey, mm. Pricey. this sounds like a Liverpool supporter talking
0: here. Yeah, I think yeah, he's no, right. Just
1: hand yeah, over
0: to the EPL. For Sydney's form, we're in a form slump. They're in a form slump.
2: But can, can you can you uh, so uh, for me as a Brisbane and Liverpool fan, can you think of a better scenario where live where Sydney lose so basically don't get to claim that they're the winners, and that Liverpool have a chance to win? Uh, no, but but like <laughs> you know, but, but seriously, from from a non-biased <laughs> perspective, right? Mm. You, you should absolutely in leagues where it matters who finishes bottom and who finishes top, you know. Realistically, you know, you should play out those seasons, as Max said rightly, I think. Like, I think that's a mm. good idea. But, but here it really has no consequence. Like, everybody from first down, it does not matter. So, you know, just just call
0: it, I say, honestly. Yeah, I think it's, um, I, it has a bit of a feel of inevitability at it. But, I mean, they're going to soldier on and uh, try their best over the next couple of, day uh, next couple of weeks apologies i should say well, we'll, so well,
2: we will see how the news rolls out over the next couple of days as to how possible that's going to be
0: exactly so there's by the sounds of it i think there's a big meeting tonight because the afl was uh, we're recording this on the uh, tuesday night as per usual and the afl had held off on their decision whether to cancel round one until tomorrow wednesday and so it just feels like there's another piece of big advice coming from the from the government tomorrow that will dictate what can happen as well. So, um, you know, this is an ever-evolving thing. And, uh, you know, as a podcast, we, we can't really... We can only give you a snapshot in time of our thoughts. And, you know, by tomorrow, it'll all be different again. And, um, you know, it may not be by possible. By the time
1: the show's released, it'll be different again.
0: Yeah, most likely. There is a very good chance. That's how quickly it's changing. And uh, the term unprecedented has been used a lot. And it certainly is unprecedented times. All right. Anything more you want to cover off on coronavirus, COVID-19, its effect on Australia,
1: the A-League? No. I thought COVID 19 was interesting, but otherwise I'm looking forward to what
0: COVID 20 is going to do. Oh, look, you know how they roll with these things, mate. It's just pretty much the same thing. They just, you know, pretty up the pictures, give it some it's new different music, skin. different skin, you know, just a, a stats update. It, it's, it's never really worth it, but the sheep always go out and buy it, mate, and it rolls around yeah, again. That's
1: true.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. True.
1: I wonder if you get a free surgical mask with every copy. <laughs> oh well, it'll be, it's a fun
0: mo- I saw a, a FIFA mortars is uh, being made available to play in front of empty stadiums to really uh, you know replicate and feel
1: <laughs> That's a oh, just, on, um, just on this I, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but Brisbane Roar are too slow off the mark for this but to get into the first 128 uh, teams but um late uh doing a FIFA tournament um and any club that responded to their tweet uh saying that they're in. They have to be in FIFA um, to be eligible, but they have to play as their own club in FIFA. And it's a, I think they're doing a, a knockout or like a World Cup-style tournament. There's 128 clubs that have put their hand up, and Brisbane were well, after that. So, <laughs> Wow. Um, you know what I, um, I what I did note? You know what I did not Everton were in there
0: early, and then I think and there might have been someone pointed out that I think they supported, they're sponsored by The Sun. Late in Orient, and uh, I think, yeah, might have uh, pulled the plug. on uh, participating.
2: I, I, I did yes, understand um, that that's why Liverpool did not join. That, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, because there was an early one when maybe it was still 64 when Everton were listed on there. And then obviously there's this one came out, and yeah. So I don't know how Brisbane Raw missed out. We, we, they did put their well, hands up, but yeah, obviously that's just like.
1: No, they put their hands up way too late. Um, I do know that Adelaide are in it, Sydney, Central Coast, and Victory. Yep. Okay. So um, I don't know who to go for there, really. So, do they, I don't know. If, I think I'll just go for one of the other teams. Uh, <laughs> Central guys. <laughs> Central guys. If they have to play. Team. Team. Hopefully they can win something there. Hopefully they break their eight-game winning streak on FIFA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, we should give a shout out as well to the Brisbane Roar uh, Twitter admin for beating A-League memes in a um a game of Connect Four on Twitter as well. So um, what the coops there? <laughs> Very well done. Yeah. Well done. All right, that will do us there. We're going to take a small little break, and uh, we've actually got uh, yeah. some. We've actually got a, uh, a, a a very important message. I think you'll agree. Ben.
2: We, well, we do, uh, but we also know. have a uh, we also have something else to uh, to do. Yeah, we as do. Well. So uh, we've got we've got a good, bad, and ugly um, audio message as well as an important message. So we might uh, yeah
0: hear those back to back. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll catch you after the break.
1: Hi, I'm David with an important message from the Australian Government. We live in a troubling time, a time where uncertainty is rife and everybody is concerned about the spread. But it's not the coronavirus we're most concerned about, it's the spread of Ben's opinions. We at the Australian Government need to stop the spread of Ben's opinions to the mainstream. Most people won't feel too much of an effect after being exposed to some of Ben's opinions, but they can be unwitting carriers that can have a devastating impact on older Australians. These older Australians are often known as boomers, and when one hears one of Ben's opinions, it can really fuck them up. Some may never recover. The only way to protect against Ben's opinions and save the lives of the elderly is to self-isolate. As you'll have noticed, I've been self-isolating myself from this show for a number of months now as a preventative measure. This is the best-known way to flatten the curve. Emergency services and the LNP don't have enough resources to save boomers if they're all infected at once. Some may even become Labour voters. Or worse, extreme left-wing Greens voters. So please, to save the elderly, your grandparents, shit-witch doctors and the LNP, the Australian government urges you to self-isolate against Ben's opinions and help stop the spread. We did it with Nick Meredith's Twitter account. We can do it here too. Good.
0: Top four. Yay! Bad, not being able to watch any more live games. Aw, ugly. Twitter twattery this week. Welcome back. Thank you very much for that. A good bag, ugly uh, Mr Rick Evans. Someone else that I know, it's fairly sad that the football season is stopping for all the local leagues and uh, doesn't get the big FFA Cup chance this weekend to go and participate. So... We will get on to what he is talking about at the end. We do have that section coming up, but
1: we figured we we
0: did have uh, some other
1: football teams moving around. Are you just going to ignore the public service message that we've all just heard?
0: I thought the public service message spoke for itself, Dave. It was very important. Its message was very crystal clear, and it didn't need reinforcing because it is so crystal clear because it's a good piece of communication.
2: I I, I also agree.
0: (laughs) And I thought I was going to bring it up when we get to the next section where we're going to talk about that anyway.
1: Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Ben's
0: opinion. We have to our Ben's opinions. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, all right. Cool. So, we did have a couple of MPL games on the weekend. So, in the MPL men's, it was Prison Raw 2, Moreland in the 80th minute, and Kai Truan with the late, late penalty in the 93rd minute to even up as it was two-old draw against the Olympic FC. So, Glover in the 39th and Jez Lofthouse in the 61st
1: minute. Well, what do you think about the goals, Dave? Yeah, look, um, the The penalty was 100% a penalty. I I think it's a good sign for Brisbane that they were able to come back from two down against, against a good Olympic side and after missing a penalty themselves earlier on too to make it one Um, I think it's good signs of, of a young team. And we all know that more often than not, the youth side picks up all their points at the start of the season. They don't really, because of the change of player, personnel halfway through the season, it needs to... Up a little bit, um, but Olympic's not a bad side. Olympic's a good football side, and they've got players like Lofthouse who obviously scored the second one for Olympic. Um, a neat little finish into the, uh, uh, I think it was the keeper's left. Um,
0: then, no, keeper's right, bottom left corner. Keepers
1: right. Sorry, it right, so bottom right corner. Yeah, okay. To be honest, I really um, should have
0: done it. David was a bit Michael Theo-esque at goalkeeping, but anyway, it
1: was a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. you know, lofthouse is a dangerous player. We've seen that for a couple of years now, so is um to so have gone down two goals down and mm. effectively with fifteen minutes to play, pull it all back to, to level. They've um there's a good bit of resiliency in that side to um to really challenge some of the, the bigger teams, at least early on before that big shuffle of players. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when that shuffle of players happens. I don't know whether they'll sit yeah, you know, they won't sit top four. We know no one expects them to, but that
0: sort of a comeback is a good sign for this team, and what some of those players might be able to do, you know, going up into the next level. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and uh, you know, and it's just and sometimes when you talk about it, and I think there was nothing clearer than that than the first goal um, that we can see there because he was an absolute giant, just sort of towering over a fence and put a knife in the top corner of yeah. the net uh, as well. Um, did uh, what was his name? Glover. He was yeah, so Glover. Yeah, but yeah. So you know, it was um, yeah. It's obviously a good yeah. Yeah, I actually absolutely agree with you. It's a yeah, really good sign to come back against a good team in Olympics. So uh, yeah, solid, really solid result for them. So currently that leaves them. Um, they've played six, one, three, drawn two, lost one. Fifteen goals, four seven against. Eleven points on the board. Position, I'm not sure. The the Football Queensland ladder has not been updated, so uh, it's a bit all over the shop at the moment uh, with results. So eh, they'll still be in around about fourth position, I reckon. Um, sort of thing. So. And the next match was due to be Moreton Bay United at, uh, on the 29th of March. But uh, as we just yeah, obviously, we've been talking about. So our local football has so been suspended. Yeah. Until current,
1: so I just out. Brisbane Royal Youth are currently in third place.
0: Yeah, but see how it says that they've only played five? They've played six, Dave.
1: Yeah,
0: they played six, 11 points, third place. Oh, okay. Yours is updated. Why isn't my own updating, is
1: Dave?
0: Call cool. cool. Google, mate. Oh, Google. I'm, I'm looking at the official Football Queensland website, mate. <laughs> I love that Google's more up to date.
1: Google has all
0: the infos, all right? <laughs> all right. So they're still in third position on there, are they? Okay, good. They are in all third
1: right. position, two points behind Lions and Gold Coast Knights.
0: Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent. So um, yeah, there's a few games that still catch up and stuff and that in that the uphill Queensland, and that's all on hold at the moment anyway. As well, the other one that uh, we were that we obviously had a little look in on is uh, the MPL W. Uh, the QAS team. It was once again a pair of. Uh, what is it, a Desmond 2-2, is it uh, QAS 2, Beaumont in the second minute with an absolute peach of a goal, and uh, McDonald McDougall, sorry, in the 44th with the penalty, Souths uh, pulled one back to make it 1-1, Moreland in the 42nd, and Withers in the 67th to make it 2-2. Ben, did you catch the um, goals in this one?
2: Yeah, well, the first goal, geez, that was uh, quite good.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely, great from a distance and sort of wide distance as well.
2: Yeah, it's uh yeah, not a not a place where you see a lot of players score from. So uh yeah, that was a bit of a good one. Go and catch that uh, on the Highlights package there. And not that you'll have much else to do with your time, so get around it. Uh, yeah. But um yeah, I I certainly think that that's um Yeah, I certainly think that, that uh you know, set the stage and yeah, just uh Did you quite um, keep it going.
0: No. Did you ever thought on the penalty? Either of you two? Uh yeah can't it. yeah it was there, there wasn't much contact there <laughs>
2: there wasn't yeah there there it wasn't much of a uh, yeah it wasn't much of a uh, penalty worthy thing that I saw there but you know whatever
0: hmm. um, we'll take it <laughs> yeah absolutely so that leaves us uh, we've currently in that competition we've played three it has reset and we have lost that result against Western Pride uh, so we've won one uh, drawn one lost two four goals four seven against one point on the board in eighth position officially the, they were due to play the Morton Bay United in the next game, who currently are winless and have an 0-35 record. Um, and their captain was at um, the stadium for the halftime. They did it because it was female football week. They did a halftime interview with uh, three players from around the league. Uh, I think Georgia Beaumont was actually the one that represented the QAS there. And they had the captain from um, Morton Bay United. Uh, I can't remember the name. And uh, he, he asked how the season had been going and, she sort of like flat batted it back. I'm like, geez, I, I knew you were only 35, like you've conceded 35 goals in three games. <laughs> your season's not going that well. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, it was.
1: I mean, I you, it, I'm really, it's not good that they've kept, that they've conceded double figures in all three games. That's obviously not a good sign. Um, no. but you know, they're not playing top of the league team this week, or potentially next time. I say next week. They ain't playing next week, but if they're not playing. You know, top of the league next, they'll be playing a team that's
0: lower in the league than them, so they might only yeah. lose by five or six. Who knows? Yeah, and that's and to be fair, the uh, Morton Bay United were the you know were in the grand final last year, so they have probably got a harder draw to begin with up against some of the other teams. You know, a bit of excitement play. You know, I know they played Lions who were they in the grand final against last year. Obviously, they've lost Tickets all their players. The like, yeah, so they've a
1: lot of turnover.
0: Yeah, huge turnover in the squad, and you know, and some of them were raw players like Alliera Toby, you know, was out there, and um, that's where we recruited um, um, Riley Baysden was playing for them, and yeah, so play like good quality players like that, and they're just not there anymore. So, um
1: just yeah. the have, have the club have actually announced the Aliratobi's um,
0: departure? I don't yeah. think, think they, they have. They. No, no, and I don't even know if there's a club. Well, there certainly won't be. clubs should be turning up to now. Um, I do notice that the Haley Razo has finally, finally made the first time since leaving us, which is uh, nice to see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's the NPL. Uh, they're obviously something which is a bit of a shame because they had actually just made a big announcement around uh, NPL TV and sort of just a bit of a branding feature around all their live streaming of all the games. And I think there's one or two of the other competitions in on it as well. So and it was all meant to kick off this weekend. Oh unlucky. So uh, that was uh, nicely timed in the background if that was on purpose by someone. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that
2: was, uh, that, that was definitely Tara in the background, so they are. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the NPL. That will be on hiatus for a while. Uh, no reports yet on what's happening with the E-League. Um, we're all obviously waiting to find out the information on the E-League. When it will go ahead, will it still be a no cancellation? <laughs> yeah. of surely, cancellation. That's one, surely
1: that's the one competition <laughs> that can go ahead. It's amazing, right? Like, they talk about... Yeah, that's really serious. We're it could be cancelled. Yeah, but it is... <laughs> they could be able to just sit
0: literally in their underwear at home and play still. But they apparently all need to go and play each other in person. Like, yeah, it's weird.
1: No, just just do it from home. Set up a webcam. Everyone gets a webcam.
0: No, oh, most of those guys are already Twitch streamers, so there's, there wouldn't be much difference for them.
1: That's right. Uh, just do it from home. <laughs> the one competition that can work from home. Why would you not be working from home? I don't know. you think the FFA put all their eggs in that basket just for that particular <laughs> reason, but right, we've got nothing else. The A-League, it's all going to go down the drain. No one can play in the A-League. <laughs> E-League it is. Maybe they're just saving it for that. Maybe they're expecting Maybe. the A-League to go to the toilet and they <laughs> thought, right, we'll save the E-League for when we need it. These guys, I mean, they don't need to stay fit. They can just sit and... Oh, well, well there's a lot E-League
0: players are very fit specimens Dave.
1: Well look maybe what they're looking <laughs> to do, well, is, body, uh, no. is,
2: do like an, is do like <laughs> an E-League pro edition and you know basically uh have all the actual players playing you know FIFA against each other and maybe that's how they're going to fill the broadcast time.
0: So I did I did hear that as a serious suggestion yeah every player controls themselves in the game and yeah and then have them all play but that would be awesome to watch but yeah Jamie yeah, Young
1: would do keeper runs <laughs> oh yeah, oh, absolutely. You <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you'd have some players yeah, who'd like think. never played before and that'd be absolutely rubbish even if they're a really good player in the game.
1: <laughs> who, makes, who makes the subs? Who decides when a sub happens? The gaffer, mate So Robbie Fowler's sitting there <laughs> in the background watching these players play <laughs> <Yeah>. FIFA. <laughs> absolutely. And it's he's,
0: like, uh, he's watching he's watching Aaron at uh, Marty Holloway, see how his fingers are going, you know. You know, he is <laughs> He's watching him suggestively. Well, come on, put me in, boss. Come on, put me in, put me put me in, put me in, boss.
1: put me in, put me in,
0: put I reckon, I reckon
2: a Matty Holiday, ho- Holloway would even get injured playing Ely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, <I'm> uh, <laughs> I've got an, I've an RSI. RSI. I've got
1: an RSI. I've got an uh, i reckon
2: i reckon he'd pull a hammy just from from you know the you know little strains that you do while you making a run and you're just like oh come on
1: oh shit fucking pull my
0: hammy all right he'd be sitting on the bench he'd get up all excited because he's getting subbed on and he'd pull a hammy and getting up yep. and going to go take his spot yeah
1: you'd like, and- um He'd probably get himself injured
0: just you know, cracking his knuckles before he walks out of the pitch. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: potentially. Yeah, so... I
0: um, just kind you, of a, a of... Yeah, Fox Sports might pick it back up again if uh, they're really struggling for content. <laughs> they might get the early back on, you know, along with the Tetris Championship and uh, Hot Dog Eating Championships.
1: Eight, eight channels of eSports just for 24 <laughs> hours as this yeah. coronavirus takes hold. Well, it's certainly yeah. going to boost eSports' profile, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, let's so uh, we did have a few. We did obviously have Rick's good, bad, ugly there, and we will get up to you. Let's say we have another couple that have just loaded in across the social media. So, uh, do you want to cover yours off on uh, Facebook there, Dave?
1: Yeah, well, we um, We had uh, on our own Facebook page. Um, I'll start with this one because it flows into the next response as well. Uh, good for this one, Trevor Ramsey. Good, Robbie Fellows Twitter accessibility, but please save me the gender driven dribble story now. Um, Kate Lindsay responded straight up with Spoken Like A True Bloke. We'll get on to all that in just a moment. Um, Kate's good, bad, ugly started off with bad Robbie Fowler social media behaviour, followed by actually changed change of mind, good fan-driven media like TLL, that's the ladies' League and the raw cast. So thank you for that, Kate. Bad, yeah. the FA's response to COVID-19. And ugly Robbie Fowler social media behaviour. Um we did have, um, just, I haven't even looked at this one yet, but we did have one extra one just come through beforehand. Uh, Colin Seymour, uh, good, winning, bad. I oh, was winning again, bad and ugly. The whinging on the fans' Facebook page. A little load of rubbish. I'm not going to say what he wrote there because that's just as gender-driven as the other comment I mm. read beforehand. But, um, yeah, obviously, a lot of people that... It's pretty horrible. I think the, the whole everyone being indoors thing probably hasn't helped with a lot of people's attitudes towards things because some people are being dickheads on Facebook and Twitter at the moment. And we'll get on to some of those in a minute
0: too. Absolutely. So, was so, one? You have so, one. So
1: I've, got, I've got one from Christina.
2: Hi, Christina, on uh, on Twitter. Um, good. The guy's surprised face when VAR awarded the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I, I did remember watching that back on my rewatch. And yeah, and they weren't. That
0: one. They weren't so certain this week, were they? Where Scotty McDonald was really certain the week before that he was on side. He definitely wasn't anywhere near certain this week. No, he certainly wasn't.
2: Um, bad. The fact that CCM dominated the first thirty of each half. Never thought I'd say that. Even the commentators mentioned it multiple times. And ugly. Yeah. Robbie Fowler saying we bossed the game, and then atrocious Robbie Fowler and DP's comments. Um... Oh, good, bad, ugly, atrocious. Oh.
0: Yes, yeah. So we've got Thanks. an extra, um, extra level. Well, let's move on. And what we, What we so this is. We're going to get into what this little sort of Twitter incident was, and what well, I think. What we'll start with is we'll start with some of the facts. <laughs> I guess just around. Um, a lot of it has been deleted off Twitter now, and I think David Perret's uh, Twitter account is on uh, hidden at the moment as well. So if you can't see much, there's basically just. A couple of very random Robbie Fowler comments still sitting out there. So the person involved has deleted their Twitter account. So it was, um, it did start with the ladies, the ladies' league, sort of right up on the game. So if you're not familiar with the ladies' league, they are they are a fan-driven content sort of thing like us. You know, they're not paid for what they do. They just put up games, and it's just an opinion. You know, it's just an opinion and a feeling about what they experience, how they experience the game. Um, um, you know, that. De- anyone
1: mm-hmm. that comes across a ladies' league article, give it a read. It's good content. It's not to be taken seriously, which I think is a very important point in this whole matter. It's not mm. to be taken as you know a, a, someone that's studied journalism and, and is putting out content as a serious journalist. It's just about opinion pieces effectively um, by fans. And uh, these fans happen to be all female and they do an incredible job um, at putting out content for people to, to take on and, and enjoy So. Heads yeah, up I think to, a, to anyone that's not read it beforehand, get around the letter That it is a fantastic um, fan-driven content hmm. machine.
0: And I, I think they've, they, they've had articles on every W League and A League game this season. So yeah, they, uh,
1: they do. They, good, they do a fantastic job for it
0: too. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that was so you know the, the standard post went up. It was written by one of our fans um, up here in Brisbane. So that that, that um, she was at the game on the weekend. She put her thoughts up. Uh, and this other this other one, she has previously written articles. So she, uh, she's a member down in the Real fans in Melbourne. So she's written from sort of a far, following Brisbane. Uh, she used to live up here. Um, for clarity's sake, we do actually all know these people involved, so we have met them in person. So uh, just, a, just an FYI, I just wanted to put that out there as a, as a statement of fact. Uh, you know, so just shared this article and, um, you know, sort of reinforced, you know, thoughts on it. Uh, really wanted to see Miranovic and um, and Lenzel Halls um, play together up front. And that's pretty much what it was. I just sort of wanted a bit of euphemism. and thought the game was a bit lacking. I, I will note, they didn't tag the club. They did not tag David Pure, and they did not tag Robbie Fowler in the post. Uh, and I'm not sure if David Pure was following um, either of the two writers of the article before this or not. So can't check that out anymore to, to that. Uh, David Pere was the first to sort of reply and then just sort of pointing out that, you know, Mirza Muradovic did actually, sorry, I've butchered that name, Mirza Muradovic did actually start the game. And, you know, what more do you want? And it, it sort of descended from there into Robbie Fowler, and this is the interesting part, like how does Robbie Fowler even get involved in this? Like, what is that the Twitter algorithm? Because, you know, sort of following what parade, like, were they together at the time? I don't know. Chiming in, you know, asking if Narissa is a Brisbane fan and just sort of almost insinuating that are you a 12-year-old because of just the reply back that, um, that he gave there. And I think I just used the real name, so apologies. Which
2: which, which, which was, um,
0: yes, why? <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I mean, was uh, yes. Yeah. So, but are
2: yeah. you a Brisbane fan? Yes, why? Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly, um, and, and really seemed to, and Robbie really seemed to think that there was an actual having a go at the players here, and and sort of that. When really it was more of a statement of fact around just found the game a bit boring and wanted to see youth players. And you know that's that's fine. We've we've often talked about the different combinations we wanted to see here on the Rawcast, and. Danny Butts is a big one for wanting to see, he yeah, you wants to see a Marty Holloway and Wenzel Hall's party, I think he thinks that one-two combination they work really well. We
1: know we've, we've never been contacted to clarify our opinion from this uh, from this podcast either. We've never been asked to to, to give some sort of a clarification as why we think X, Y, Z from anyone at Brisbane World Football Club. And nor yeah. should they, because yeah, that's, if it's our opinion on something, that's our opinion. Um, hmm. And I think the same sort of standard should be applied to anyone else on Twitter who puts out an opinion that's, not offensive. Uh, it's not abrasive. It's not having a direct dig at anyone. I think um, that's uh, that's an important point to make. That we've made these. We've been doing this podcast for so this is season number eight. Mm, yeah, yeah. eight and years and we've and been and saying saying our opinions on what we think should or shouldn't happen on the pitch, what we like, what we don't like. And not once have we been contacted to say why are you saying that? You you need to stop saying that or or take umbrage with what we say. So I think and that's and an important point. And
2: and just to just to build on that point, you know, I've been <coughs> absolutely abrasive. Is probably putting it you know nicely with. Well, oh, obviously- the
1: government left a message out for you, mate. Exactly. Oh,
0: yeah. Look, look,
2: <laughs> I've, I, I I have been basically you know, a Twitter pariah number one at a host of different clubs over the years, including Perth, including Melbourne, Sydney, you know, Western Sydney, you know. But never once have, in my years of trolling opposition CEOs directly or, you know, making very pointed comments on the raw at times, you know, not once have I ever been contacted about my opinion. And, I, I like, you know, this is, you know, speaking as someone that has, you know, a higher profile than, on Twitter at least, than either of the, the two writers in question, just simply because I am a fucking troll, <coughs> you know, I have never once been contacted about my opinion or, you know, basically threatened or doxxed or, you know, anything along those lines. So oh, you got a lot of followers one time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
2: I mean, I had a lot of them bought for me in a Twitter feud by a uh, Mr., you know, Easy E. Um, you know, he's a lawyer
0: himself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So look, you know, a lot of, you know, if you would expect that you know, if this was the norm, if this was something where, you know, if this was something where people had this sort of reaction from stuff they post online all the time, you know, you'd have something to compare it against. But this is really the first instance, I think, in, you know, basically in the A-League, you know, and I, and I follow all team social media very closely. I follow, you know, uh, and have done for, you know, a day de- a decade or possibly even more and i've never seen this kind of you know because the, the real nasty stuff is what follows this
1: yeah um, absolutely um, yeah, this, is, this is you know just the very starting of it yeah
2: like yeah you, you know and and, and yeah you know, i've never seen anything like what you're about to describe privacy from anyone and i'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll go into my opinion as the reasons why after you've described it.
0: Yeah, so it, it descends from here. And I think for, you know, from Robbie Fowler and Dave Perez, well, they just feel like they're sticking up for their players that are getting attacked or, or something along those lines. Uh, but then it moves on to sort of asking why uh, this person, why, why she removed it, work from her bio. Um, we know that this was because she was afraid of exactly what the next step was going to be. And um, I can't remember what the if there was another line after that. So you have to apologize or maybe if one of the boys want to fill it in. And, and it ends up with, and then this is obviously shows the power that it does actually end up with a fan essentially stalking and then calling her workplace on the weekend and leaving a message saying how easy it is to get in contact with her. So, and that's where this just stepped up in and over a line. Um, from there, the sort of. I
1: think that line was crossed. Sorry, mate. I, I think that line was crossed yeah, that- when the inquiry about her employment was brought up in the first place. Um, yes, that, yeah, that's unacceptable. Um, mm. And the ram, well, the the incident, obviously, with the voicemail is why it's unacceptable because that's the that's exactly the fear that, like you said, she had when she removed the information from her bio. Um yeah. And the, what, exactly what she was trying to avoid, effectively. So,
0: yeah,
1: I think it's yeah, important but, to note that the the line was crossed not by the voicemail, but by the inquiry about that information in the first place.
0: Mm, yeah, which then alerted, you know, someone to go And but we'll get back. We'll get it back to. I'll let you guys speak more of that because I know you, you've got thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Look, because uh, you know, t- to me, you know, when you bring someone's employer into it, that's a fan journalist. You know you are then, you know, because there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, you know, like this is my opinion only, this is not a fact, but I've never, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that the first, as I said, prefacing this, you know, uh, the the statement of fact, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that the first person that I've seen that's had this brought into their football opinion is a woman because as we have unfortunately seen on social media you know ad nauseum and I think it's probably gotten worse in the last few years is that when a woman that states her opinion online then a lot of abusive men then pile on try and dox try and you know get personal information and the perception was definitely out there straight away that that was the, you know, intention, you know, not not for it to be, you know, not for what happened to happen necessarily, but basically somebody with 1.2 million Twitter followers to ask about a basically a private citizen's workplace, you know, There's an understanding there to some extent that that's basically a call to action for those people. For those 1.2 million Twitter followers, you know, somebody is going to look into it even if that person does not. So the power imbalance and the fame imbalance in the conversation, you know, of having a Robbie Fowler react like that and, and bring that kind of thing into it, you know, it felt very... Much like, you know, you, you you talk about your movements like your GamerGate and all of that. You know, it's it felt, you know, it felt. This is my opinion only that it felt very gendered, and it felt very <clears throat> much like, you know, it very, felt very unprecedented. So, you know, it's it's hard to kind of take the fact that it was a it was the ladies' league in particular that were being targeted. So, and then to follow on from that, you
0: know, it was... And it's fair like, to say, I think, like, you saw when, like, this, because this, this whole chat ended up getting placed in the Royal Supporters Club, and there was a lot of just sort of, you know, oh, well, Robbie Fowler can do no wrong, you, you know, he is God, he is allowed to say what he wants. Uh, He's the gaffer. He can do whatever, and it's like, oh, hang on a second, hang on a second, Yeah, That's, yeah like, I, I know that you're. you're yeah, that sounds
1: like a, a conversation I might have had with somebody.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly, Dave. That's why i, was, I was just, but, in there. <laughs>
1: but look, I, I, I think just
2: just just to just to kind of tie off my point a little bit there. You know, I think what you can say about it all is that a professional football manager. To show the thin skin and the, you know, basically the intolerance to criticism for whatever reason, whether it be gender, whether it be whatever the case may be, you know, you have to wonder why you're responding like that in the first place. And then, you know, basically the level of professionalism that you have to show to basically keep going. You know, mm. and to double down, and then you know later to not apologise, and you know basically to be like, hey, that's why, you know. So the the level of professionalism there was, you know, pretty clear, and that's yeah, incredibly unprofessional. Yeah, I, I think.
1: think yeah, yeah that, you you're, there, you're right there. You, you've mentioned. Um, you've been. You mentioned as well the, you know, the call to action aspect of things. And, and obviously, like I said, Robbie Fowler has a Twitter following of 1.1, 1.2 million people. Now, even if of that one, 99.999% of people aren't going to act on that. They're going to look at that and say, oh, Robbie Fowler's is making a random point and no one will really give a shit for two more seconds after that. But even if you said, all right, there's going to be some sort of weird-ass people that will take that that call to action, and even if it was one ten thousandth of a percent, that's still 120 people that will take that call to action. And if only 1% of those 120 people have the technical knowledge to be able to do something about it, that's one or two people. So even though we're talking minute chances of people actually taking that up, the sheer volume of people he has following him, taking those cues, potentially acting on those cues, and being able to act on those cues—it's far too dangerous. You—you've got to be more responsible as someone with that sort of a profile, with that sort of a following, a cult following, no less. Because as I said, we—that information was put onto a Facebook page, in which I engaged with a conversation with a particular individual. i well, not their name because that person doesn't deserve me to acknowledge them. Um, and I was physically threatened by that particular individual because I called him out for basically saying this guy can do no wrong. He can do whatever he wants because he's Robbie Fowler and he is God. Um, I mean, that's and, that's some fucking religious bullshit there, right? That's like um, Scotty yeah. Morrison saying the fires are going to be put out by God. It's,
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a dangerous it's area. It's the
1: same sort of bullshit. So, it's um, you'll you'll get that level of, of person with that number of people following. You're gonna have some person who will have that level of of understanding and knowledge on what to do, and yeah. take that action. And it's obviously happened, which is fucking disturbing. If, yeah, it, there's nothing more you can put it. It's some people will get an absolute kick out of having a you know a, a conversation back and forth over Twitter with someone of that profile, especially if that's their idol. This the person that you know, put the initial post up. They didn't ask for that interaction. They didn't tag Robbie Fowler. They didn't tag David Pooley. They put their comment up there. And that was sought. That that interaction was sought, not by her, but by the people with the profile. And she's ultimately received some sort of contact from an individual she doesn't know. Quite a scary contact, to be honest. If I got that, I'd be concerned and I'd be Mm. looking at ways to safeguard my family. I don't know how she's feeling having had that contact at her workplace. That scares the fuck out of me. So it's unacceptable from someone with a profile who should know better and should have had a media, you know, social media training to, to be able to manage that situation better. And... We'll get on to I suppose the what's happened in the what's been confirmed as having happened in the background from a from a um i suppose a broader level that's been uh, tweeted out from ladies League and whatnot but um there's got to be something more that comes from the club from this that acknowledges the situation better i think Because um, I don't think that's happened to the level that it maybe should have,
0: yeah no absolutely so I think to, from this obviously. Uh, you know, person involved is a member of Raw fans in Melbourne, so they sent out a post of support, and they, and they, they, their their uh, members have been very supportive of, of her. Uh, um, the Raw court obviously is sort of more female, and you know, this person has also we've been involved in the Raw court as well. Um, when
1: when they and we we have Brisbane. also tweeted out that support as well from any posts put up by both of those groups. Yeah. So we we 100 back every single thing that was said in those ones too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So they sent out their of support. We've added onto there as well. Uh, the head of the ladies' league, um, Rose Valente, did come out and um, you know supported her fellow fans that helped contribute and make the ladies' league what it is. And you know she put her, her 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 neck on the line and such and say all articles are approved by her. She's the editor of it. She's the one that puts out those articles and just take up issues with her. So I think they've been caught in a lot of crossfire on the weekend as well, um, but has um, ended up a bit abusive as well. So, and I'm not sure if that's where Nick Meredith comes into it or not. So, um, yeah, so well, if, look,
2: uh, you know,
0: I, I can, well, can speak I can, to I can, that a bit. I can yeah. speak
2: to that a little bit further. So, you know, on the, you know, basically, you know,
0: so, this is Nick, my Fox football commentator that we're talking about here. Just. For a few yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So basically that, uh, you know, um, it, the initial uh, so the target of all of this um you know posted basically hey you know putting my you know putting my socials into lockdown because this is getting super creepy and super abusive and you know i never expected this just for having an opinion um and nick meredith retweeted it just basically saying bye um and you know then entered into discussions about you know how it was uh you know, fully justified and, you know, that it wasn't, you know, um, you know, basically if you've got an opinion, you should be able to back it up. But, you know, that's, that's. you know, basically the the point of this is the fact that it is so imbalanced. It's an imbalanced interaction. It's somebody in a position of power that should have the professionalism and the responsibility to essentially not dox a fan for having an opinion, a particularly fan of your club, um, you know, so you know, Nick is just making you know moronic points as usual, and um, you know, was at some point in his you know, feisty sort of uh defense of Robbie Fowler suspended from Twitter for something that he said, I don't know what, but uh, you know, presumably one of the interactions that he's had with you know, one of the many men and women that were take him to task on his uh amplifying the abuse
0: yeah absolutely so that's probably where it's ended up now i'm not sure if there's much more that we can port from behind the scenes i think there's not much i think the club probably rightly so it's, it, it's been somewhat distracted now by other issues and um i'm not sure if they'll really come back and visit this issue in the short term certainly no i guess apology has been issued by the club um at this stage so uh you know that's that's it is what it is. We've had David Poiray on this show, and he talked up having Robbie Fowler on Twitter, and you know how good that is, and while that is a positive, to you know have active, you know, sort of people on Twitter, this is the downside for sure. So, and, any- and it's not, well, and it's
2: not something I think you know anybody could have, you know, I I, had, I for one never em- envisaged this kind of interaction, you know, taking place ever Mm. you know with you know you know with any club employee let alone the the head coach with 1.2 million followers you know so you know it's it's hard to kind of foresee that before it happens but you know the fact that it has happened is just so manifestly unacceptable on so many different levels and um you know it's it's one of those things that really you know it's it's definitely my opinion that it speaks to the to the culture of the club and you know I, I think it interacts a little bit with you know for example the the you know basically second class nature that you know we treat our W league team as you know the fact that you know we we, we have that imbalance there and it's you know it's I I, I just really I like it's like it may seem like a minor thing to some fans and you know it may seem like that it's you know uh you know making mountains out of molehills to some but i mean that's you know you you can't get really much more serious than that in in my opinion like you know that's the sort of thing where if that's not immediately just you know apologized for and you know um you know responsibility taken for the actions that were you know that were taken by club employees you know like that's the sort of thing that can really damage the standing of the club as a community club and you know particularly with women you know it's it's, there's already that imbalance there and then something like this happens and it's you know basically treated like a non-issue like you know that that can really affect the standing of the club and i think it has Done that, and it will continue to do that while it remains unaddressed.
0: Dave, any anything else you want to add on to any of that? Uh, no, no. I think so. I think that's more than enough on that, and it's uh, it is a very important thing, and it's in it's important in how. Yeah, I mean, it goes to the heart of what social media and how it, how these interactions happen, and it's. Uh, I think just, and I think all of us would just say, just a little apology, just put it behind us, and we can move on, and at least, but what the actions of is and understand what your consequences of what your actions can be. This applies to everyone, to be brutally honest, on social media. The actions of what you can be, you know, can be amplified much more than you ever expect. Let's wrap that up. Let's move on to something a bit more. Of course, if you do want to interact with us on the social media, how's uh, <laughs> 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 <As laughs> that for a second? If you to interact with us respectfully, Yes, if you'd like to interact with us respectively, yeah, let's the rawcast on Twitter and facebook.com slash the rawcast as well. So you can get involved there. And of course, if you do get involved, especially on the Twitter, we put up our Twitter our sipping polls and Dave, you're back, so I don't need to run this section. You can run it.
1: Yeah, I can do this. Well, look, let's, let's start off with the week that was and we get onto the week that may be because that's fluid, let's face it. Um, yeah, things could change here. Yeah. <laughs> things could very well change. So this week we had... Well, we had scheduled eight games, we completed seven, um, and one is called off due to uh, coronavirus. So, yeah. you know, sometimes there, um, it was very, very same-same in terms of the scores, though. We'll start off with uh, three points with Ben, this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Three points also for Rick, Yeshiva, and the listeners. Mm. Uh, but the winners of this round, if we're going to pick a winner for this round, I want to make sure I make this point because I'm one of them. and It's been a while since I've been on this show. Um, <laughs> Dan, myself, and Pricey, we all won the round. We got four points each. So yeah. Congratulations, guys. Get around. Um, show had to be Dan because he's killing everyone anyway, but, you know, I'm one of those two, but <laughs> one of those three, so that's, that's happy days for me. Um, <laughs> that leaves the total scores to be Yeshiva still in seventh place on 66 points. Yeah, with just a small seventeen point gap to catch up on, uh, the listeners are on eighty three in sixth place. Ben, you're in fifth on eighty five, but only just behind Rick on eighty seven. Uh, and then pricing myself at eighty eight points, and Dan's on ninety seven. But who cares about that? It's not important. This is a race for second. This is all about silver. I thought silver looked better than gold anyway. It is a much pretty colour, Dave. I agree. It is. It's just, it just goes to my eyes better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> um with that said, Dan's only 9 points away
0: he could Liverpool this Maybe. that's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, like if this season gets cancelled, our tipping season gets cancelled as well.
0: Yeah, no no winner declared, no winner declared. Absolutely every I
1: every match has to be completed. Yeah. All canceled. of them. I'm just saying. All of them. Or every single one. Every yeah, single one. That's, right. that's all right. I'm,
2: I'm I'm top of the table in yellow fever tipping right now, so I'll t- I'll also take that.
1: Yeah, yeah. sorry. Right. Oh, yeah, it's the Brisbane one. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, the Brisbane one. Um,
1: <laughs> I've had a lot of draws on that. It's really disturbing. Um, this round, at this stage, we have four games to work off, with two being postponed due to um, isolation requirements for the Australian government. Um, so we'll start off with Central Coast Mariners versus Melbourne City. Uh, at this stage, we have Melbourne City being backed by Dan, Melbourne City by uh, by Rick, and Yashiba on the draw. Um, I myself will probably go with Melbourne City as well. Um, ben, what do you think? Brisbane Roar versus who? Central Coast <laughs> versus Melbourne City. Oh, um,
2: I'm going to go with Melbourne City, please.
1: Same here, please, Dave. City? All yeah. All right. Westerns. This is a. This is going to be a big game. I'm. I'm looking forward to uh, the tifos for this following one and, and sort of the uh, the atmosphere. It's Western Sydney versus Sydney in a big Sydney derby. Um, Dan yeah. and Rick both backing Sydney. Uh, Yoshiba going with the form in the derby back in Western Sydney after mm. there's two rings on the truck. Um, Ben, what do you think? Draw, please. Rossi.
0: Oh, I'm going to back Sydney FC.
1: Uh, you know what? I will also back a draw. Hey. It's a poor decision, but I'm going to back a draw. Um, Adam, Western- will be, Adam will be
0: happy to see some, uh, some splinters happening in this round of tipping. He was very disappointed with the lack of splinters in last week's
1: tipping. To be honest, I think the lack of crowd will probably help Western Sydney.
0: No, they really get up for
1: the derby with a big crowd. Ah. Oh, yeah, that's
0: a good point. Sydney are used you're to right playing in right. the empty Sydney football stadium. You're not know, allowed to change your tip.
1: No, I'm not changing my tip. I'll I'll stick with the draw. I'm working off the base this entire week, going to get canned anyway, so none of these tips count. Um, (laughs) Quite possibly fair. Perth versus Westing United. Uh, Same, same tipping for Dan and Rick again. Perth being back there. Yeshiva with the outlier with Westing United. Uh, Pricey, what do you think?
0: Yeah, no Perth glory at home.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Perth as well. What do you reckon, Ben? I'm going to go with the draw. Less United have been putting some goals away lately, so.
0: Yeah, it was against what? It was, what, Central Coast and someone else rubbish, so.
1: Adelaide. Adelaide are Adelaide
0: yeah. in rubbish form.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the dub final, Melbourne City versus Sydney FC. Remember, gentlemen, it's the result after 90 minutes, not the final result, the result after 90. Uh, Dan with Melbourne City, Rick. Also with Melbourne City, Yeshiva says it's going to extra time. It'll be a draw. What do you think, Ben? I'm going to go with Melbourne <laughs> City, please. Chalker, what do you reckon, Prasi?
0: <laughs> yeah, Melbourne City are going to win.
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to go with Melbourne City, and they'll probably win by about four goals again. Um, yeah. they're, they're far too good. Um, and we'll... last. Sorry? Be well deserved to be honest. Yeah, five. what was the only, the only one they didn't win was against what Newcastle at the start of the season? It was a draw, yeah. yeah. They had a Newcastle.
0: really random draw, yeah. Really random draw at the start of the season, yeah.
1: Newcastle, I say Newcastle, what the fuck? <laughs> they were shit. Um, I feel
0: like they had like 30 shots and just like, didn't put any away. Like it was one of those, and they're betting down their back yeah. and
1: all that, so yeah, yeah. It is still really bad as an outlier though, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, kudos to. Newcastle for getting the draw, I guess, but um, mm-hmm. Newcastle. Um, the cool. polls have yet to go up. I will sort those out for to uh, for Wednesday morning. So make sure you get on. There's only four games, so put the tips in. Assuming that these games do go ahead, I'm betting the double final probably will. Um, the rest of them, again, very fluid situation there. But if uh, if they do go ahead, get your tips in. Did you guys have a little bit of catching up to do. Um, you're now five points adrift. If so in this I'm case, you are the drift of, of second. So and
0: i think uh, yeah there could be other games added as well like we talked about that it's pretty logical that um uh, you know brisbane plays adelaide or newcastle this weekend and gets knocked out one of those games so if the whole idea is to get through all the games as quick as possible then yeah i think there could be an extra game chucked into the schedule but we'll see
1: we'll see what happens with that one all right that
0: will about us for this week's episode. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody, and for getting through to the end of the episode. Remember, follow the advice from the government in this important situation, okay? Protect yourself from Ben's rants. Always be exactly. at least 1.5 metres away from Ben's rants at all times. It's very important. <laughs> Social distancing.
2: <laughs> D- difficult to avoid on this podcast, but after this, you know, I, I
0: think... Uh,
2: uh, you know, I, I I think you should be taking the uh, the advice
1: from here on out.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, we will... I'm just, I'm just surprised that the Australian government chose our channel to spread that message. And I I, I can... I only I only kind of wait to see what sort of payback we got from that one too, so... I'm oh, betting it's the same as we got from Zuma,
0: <laughs> We tried them a pretty packet for their very targeted advertising campaign.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it, will be, it will be issued on Ben's own Twitter as well.
0: So yeah, uh, it will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it would be all the ads you see on Twitter if you're cruising to it, Ben's Twitter
1: profile. Every Twitter post has that preface, and you just click that link so you understand what you're about to read. <laughs> right. this,
0: this contains sensitive material.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like fact <power> checking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all righty. That will add to us. We've spoken for way too long already. This has been a nice long podcast. But then again, most of you might be sitting at home doing not much. So maybe you want a good long podcast at the moment. Thank you very much for getting back involved, Dave. It's been great to have you back on, bud.
1: It's been great to keep to be back after like three months. I mean, think last time I spoke to you guys on this on this form was uh, before Christmas. So yeah, it, was Mel- it, was to- it was Melbourne.
0: It was Melbourne Cup ish, wasn't it? That's because that's why we're making all the jokes about Flemington lock up. Well,
1: I think. Yeah, it, was, it was. It was shortly afterwards. Yes, yeah, before Christmas. So yeah. I think it was somewhere at the end of November. So it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, and Mr. Ben Clark, thank you very much as well to you, good sir.
2: No, thanking you, and uh, yes, good to have you back, Dave. And uh, you know, it might be the last one for the season. We don't know, but uh, <laughs> no,
1: no,
2: you know, no,
1: we're doing a if, pod if, after every single game.
2: Look, if 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 it is, if if it is the last show of the season, if it is the kind of you know last you know at least game wrap up show of the season, because I'm sure if we, uh, I'm sure if it's the last one, we'll have a season wrap up at some point. Um, what would we uh, what would we say about this season? Uh,
0: started rubbish, got worse, It got better, it's still a little touch boring,
1: but has its End, moments. Ended up, ended up a little bit dull and robotic, maybe.
2: Yeah, a bit dull and robotic. I reckon that would be the uh, yeah. assessment from me this season. Yeah,
0: but it was about as well as you thought. It's about as well as I thought Fowler would go this season. I think he's a he's if on just, par. He's on par.
1: I'm disappointed they're not playing the youth more.
0: <laughs> oh no no just didn't get enough old people in mate need more scott McDonald-style <laughs> recruits mate we need a- I'll get to,
1: enough to run in.
0: <laughs> look everyone's gonna be looking for a pay package. if the, LA's tim, the only tim, going we can get tim, anyone tim
2: cahill tim cahill not, <laughs> enough, <laughs> tim
0: cahill. not enough tim cahill <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes i think we'll definitely still have some other show look we'll uh we'll record whenever after we next play which at the moment who knows when that'll be so um you know we'll uh We'll try and keep the content going out and uh, especially maybe have this format recording sort of uh, through the the phone system. And uh, yeah, anyway, that will do us this week. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Love you. Bye.